Well, if you're here, it must mean one thing. You watched The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And so did we. On today's episode, be prepared to hear our pros and our cons, our random thoughts, and our predictions for what's coming next in the show. Yeah, so when WandaVision premiered, it had a ton of hype behind it, and because of that, it got insane viewership. Do you think that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to have that same type of... Uh, yeah, I think the response is going to be very positive, especially since these are secondary characters that no one was really expecting. It's going to be like an underdog story where people are like, well, I wasn't going to watch it, but then I heard a ton of positive stuff about it, so I went ahead and did so. Yeah, all the audience online were saying that they were really glad that they were able to actually jump into these characters and get more exploration but also keep it with the action uh and yeah should i just jump into my pros yeah, and cons ahead. about yeah, it go ahead. all right so i got a list of them here so i'm going to start with the pros because overall i really like the series and i want to start with those and highlight those before i start nitpicking because i do have some things to complain about but i think that anthony mackie and sebastian stan seem right at home with their roles yeah like they've gotten really comfortable with these guys and it feels like i'm immediately immersed in that world i no longer think of it like with anthony mackie in the black mirror episode i was like oh this is the anthony mackie. Vipers, yeah mm -hmm. in the marvel universe it feels like everyone has really just kind of cemented themselves as their character probably because it's been around for more than a decade right i think that both of them have made it to the point where i can't imagine anyone else playing their roles they've yeah almost like if you would like recast captain america that would be insane well, do you know who they did that? Yeah, absolutely. I read the credits when I, they were going back, but we'll get to it. Um, the other thing I liked about this episode was that I never really got bored. Like, it's 50 minutes, and sometimes that can be a little long in tooth, you know? I kind of disagree with you on that, but for the most part, it kept me entertained. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're allowed to have dark disagreements. Uh, action scenes were highly entertaining. Yeah, very much so. We can both agree on that. The first 10 minutes, that was a pretty crazy yeah. one. Uh, coordinated base jumping terrorists flying in and out of <laughs> helicopters and dodging missiles. <laughs> What? Was, well, I, ninja assassinations and then bank heist like it, it was all pretty well conceived with the with the action right i think my favorite part about the first 10 minutes was the fact that falcon kept on going into helicopters and just throwing people out of them yeah the only <laughs> thing i didn't like about that was i couldn't keep track of the kidnapped victim i kept thinking he saved that person with like at first the parachute and then later on i thought that he had like thrown him aside or something but then he kept on being with the terrorists yeah. and i was like oh well i must have gotten the wrong guy and also the terrorists kept on having those like fine squirrel costumes that's so, what base jumping is that's yeah. what i said base jumping terrorists it's completely yeah. new it seems like a career that is highly dangerous also the army didn't seem to really be doing much like they were following him but they didn't actually try to they have, have a very they have a very kind of oof line that i don't appreciate where he's like oh no he's outnumbered and this is i don't know five minutes in he's been outnumbered the entire time <laughs> I don't understand besides to raise the tension of that moment why he would choose that moment to say oh no now he's out well I think yeah like you said I think it was to raise the tension another thing I like about those first 10 minutes was the fact that he kept on using the missiles to just blow up these helicopters it reminded me a lot of the Dark Knight Rises when Batman uses the missiles to blow up the tanks that are following him oh, good comparison uh, you can also tell that they use the budget because this has the same budget as WandaVision, right? 150 but million. Three yeah. episodes less. Three episodes less, but it's supposed to be longer. Like where WandaVision. Well, I thought it was just more saving it for these action sequences. Well, yeah, it is. But WandaVision had varying lengths, especially when you got later into the series, where it would hit 50 minutes, where the first two were like 20 to 30. Well, this is just supposed to be 45 to 55, six episodes. Mm hmm. And as far as the plot's concerned, I also liked how it seemed to be moving along steadily. Like, it didn't get overly absorbed in the depression of, of the two right. characters. However, that was the overall arching connection between the two of them so yeah, far. Yeah, there's a lot of grief. 
a lot of grief in the first episode, but I also appreciate how there's an authenticity where you have a mass group of people, kind of assholes, who are deciding that life was better during the blip. The like, flag Fuck, that's part of the yeah. civilization. <laughs> Let's make Thanos president is basically their methodology. Right, yeah, no, I thought that that was kind of a good parallel to kind of what's happening today. With yeah, I think it's, it's it's well done, and it could be, they could have messed it up a little bit mm-hmm. and been a little too hard. On well, you didn't, see a, you didn't see a lot of them in this episode. You just kind of had that one. The, just the mention of it was, right. was pretty funny. Um, the flash mob, where they, the red hand that was was using that to distract the police or thwart the police, mm-hmm. that, that was pretty smart. Yeah. It reminds me of that Clive Owen movie, Inside Man, and if that movie was made today, they would use social media more in it to because he would have these kind of yeah. tricks up his sleeve. Be a lot more I know Money Heist sort of does the same thing where they have everybody wear those um, dolly masks. Yeah, even some people that aren't part of the robbery. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, that's what happened in the show. Right. They all yeah. wore the masks. Um, the other thing I liked was Bucky's amends because amends are supposed to be something where you go to people who you've hurt and you get their forgiveness. And in this case, he's going to people he's <laughs> helped. And he's basically saying, hey, I no longer am that the, bad guy. Three questions, and I'm going to so. put you to jail. It was Yeah, it was uh, can't be anything illegal, can't hurt anyone, and then making amends. Well, he did both of those things. Yeah. It was showing that he's just basically trying to get everybody and, and get payback a little right. bit. There was a lot of close absurd in those scenes. And then, of course, what did you think of the ending twist? I liked it. I, uh, yeah. I found it pretty unexpected it was very vaught-ish like from the boys yeah. where where they kind of the government just replaces someone's character because they know for promotional value it'll be a, a big success but i feel like the avengers like anyone who sees that story would have immediately stepped in especially yeah. someone with enough sway and power and they would have stamped out the idea i agree the one thing i found funny about it was people online were saying it looks like bo burnham and when you rewatch, <laughs> well, it, he's it, not supposed to look as heroic well, as he, Captain America. The thing is, is that he looks formal, but he also looks very hokey. It brought me back to the 1990s costume of Captain America, yeah. where I think J.D. Salinger's son plays him, and it just does not look <laughs> realistic Salinger at all. Had, I didn't even know he had. A son. I, I think that that's who it is, but that's what it reminded me of. It do, it looks more like that than the actual Captain America suit that was given to him, and it made people they said online mad in a good way, where it's like you know you don't want to see that, you don't want to see Wyatt Russell playing the being yeah they showed the falcon's expression afterwards and he just spent the entire episode being like no one should take up this mantle i don't deserve this mantle i'm not going to take the shield and uh like it makes it the fact that they cast a captain america makes the plot move faster like otherwise he would have been absorbed in that like i'm not going to take the mantle right and people were drawing a parallel between anthony mackie giving up the captain america shield at the beginning of the episode and him wanting to kind of keep the family business going which is what he's trying to do when he's not being the falcon and what, saying what do you mean by that comparing those and two saying things? that like because like He's trying, in order to save the family business, he has to give up being a superhero. Oh, that kind of brings me to my cons. But one thing about Captain America's shield, which stood out besides it being extremely shiny, was that I know it's been destroyed a couple times, right? And they keep on rebuilding it. Like, how many on set do you think they have during the movies? They probably such? they probably have a ton. Yeah. I would and then you notice that uh, Falcon gives the shield to the museum that Captain America was visiting in his films, right? Right. And the thing that I found funny about that was that you see a picture of Bucky, and you always yeah, just see like that. you did in the other one, right? In, in the Winter Soldier, but you always see Bucky before he's before you actually see him in the movie. Like in Winter Soldier, you saw a little clip of him inside the museum when they were showing a little video. The gift. Yeah. And you see the gif in Winter Soldier before he actually appears in it. And mm-hmm. here was the same thing, but with the picture. You saw a picture of him with a little text ran about who he was. And then they zoom in a little bit, and then suddenly you're in Bucky 
storyline. Right, exactly. And he's speaking to a therapist about how he has bad dreams. Well, the first thing you see, I think, uh, his introduction is when he smashes through the wall and takes out the whole entire That was a cool, the, the ninja assassination thing. I honestly thing. thought that that was better shot and more intense than the uh, than the helicopter but scene. But it was, it was supposed it. to be darker. And that's something about the show that the creators were wanting to make clear. They want... A more, contrast between the two characters. Why it's called the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That, but also the fact that they wanted every show to be different, such as WandaVision to be more of a comedy. Loki, which is supposed to be coming out in May, is supposed to be more kind of like a psychological thriller. Interesting, This yeah. is supposed to be more action-packed, as uh, Anthony Mackie Obviously. said. As an action thriller. But as a result of that, it kind of seems a little drab throughout. Drab. Like, it seems very just so heavy. The, you know how, like, with Winter Soldier, the big twist was that he was Bucky. Right, yeah. Right? And so, in this one, I feel like they tried to give Bucky another twist, which was that the old man that he was hanging out with, mm-hmm. Yori, which I, I enjoyed that, because at first I thought it was just because he was old and he found that connection. Right. And then later on, I think I realized it just, just too late. I, I, I realized it during the <laughs> battleship thing. Right I, before I, yeah. he went to the door, and I was like, "Oh, so it was that that I, I it's his father." I didn't realize it until I actually saw. I it. know that's when you're supposed to realize it, but I feel like most people probably got it. Maybe even at the first bar scene. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought that uh, Bucky's storyline was probably going to be the worst, but I actually ended up enjoying his talk. I thought it was very awkward the date scene that he had, and I enjoyed it more than Anthony Mackie trying to save his. Uh, what would you give the show overall? Overall, one out of ten. Like a seven and a half. I would give it like an eight, almost a nine. Really? Yeah. I would say for a pilot episode of any show, I think that this is perfectly acceptable. It even had a lot of cinematic moments that could have fit. Yeah, they, yeah very, very much the same. And I'm not show. just talking about the CGI. I mean, just like the overall theme and, and the way that the, the no. characters go. Like Thor of the Dark World. Yeah. Worse than this episode. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree, but I don't like Thor of the Dark World. But they shot this in a lot of different places like Prague, and then they brought it back to the U.S. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like to put the little names of the places they're in. And do you, and do you think it was a smart decision having WandaVision come out first? Yes. Because I, I think that it fit the theme pretty well, and it, it was a good intro show. And I know there's a mixed reaction to how it ended because people wanted it kind of a multiverse type Right, thing. it has kind of a low score on IMDb or lower than the other scores. But I think that as far as an introduction show, again, it's it's... Well, Probably the, the strongest one to start with. Well, this was supposed to be the introduction show. But originally what ended up happening was this was supposed to come out when WandaVision was supposed to. But when the lockdown hit, um, WandaVision was increasingly like bigger in production. Like They were way farther along than this was. So they ended up releasing WandaVision first. And then this had months upon months to kind of complete what it had to do. Because I told you, WandaVision kept on filming into October. This had to stop filming like most shows but then picked up again in September, which was way farther yeah, along than any other show. I'm going to tell you why I think it was better WandaVision came out first. And I, I think agree with you Wanda and Vision are more likable characters as far as their powers are concerned. I think more people were interested in the format of the television show, kind of making fun of sitcoms and such, that they needed that gateway to get into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. If they'd started with just a cliche action show, which I think that this is going to be a good show, but it will just be primarily that action focus, mm-hmm. that less people would have been involved. I think that it was a good bridge gap to pull in more of an audience with the Wanda yeah, Vision show to yeah, start with. Because I think that WandaVision was trying to expand its audience by doing all the different types of genres that they were doing each episode. Well, this is kind of, I think, trying so to keep more So maybe you structure. even pulled in more people than you would have if you'd reversed right. that order. But I will talk about my cons now because yeah. I do have a good set of them. Again, I'd give the show a high B, maybe even an A. But 
Marvel continues to do this thing where it takes our heroes from the people who have like saved the world multiple times, who are very famous, super famous, and then somehow when the plot requires it, they just become very unfamiliar to the people around them. <laughs> yeah. Like when the LAF terrorist pilot at the beginning of the episode, when they're kidnapping a dude and driving him over the border in that plane, uh, he says, I see a man on the, or I saw a man on the windshield. The, that he's basically dismissed. The guy yeah. just like kind of is like, yeah, that's that's crazy. It was kind of played for laughs. He's like, we we're, stop doing that. We're in a superhero universe. We know crazy stuff has happened, and they're prepped for battle with a superhero. Right. Like they literally have helicopters and base jumping suits and everything ready for an attack. And this guy is acting like he's never heard that a guy could be right outside his plane. And they're holding someone very close sense. to them. Yeah, he, the fact so, that he just kind of dismissed him was a little Yeah, it's not our world. Like, they, that joke exists in our world where, where things like that couldn't happen. And so having a trained terrorist ignore what was ordinary at that point... <laughs> Kind of, and also he showed his face. Like the guy, the terrorist, not only saw that there was a person, he saw Falcon's face. Yeah, and Falcon should be famous. He saved the world a few yeah, times. Yeah, even the bank teller later on. Yeah. Not only the bank teller knew him, but the random guy in Tunisia recognized him outside his suit. Right. He was asking for a selfie, and the terrorist, the guy whose job is to fight like <laughs> superheroes, can't recognize one and be like, "Hey, that's Falcon." Yeah, and they should be way more afraid. I mean, they he fought. Thanos. Well, I mean, if you're if you're not afraid to base jump out of an airplane with a person behind you, and as I'm I was saying, saying, just with the people, like as the action scene is about to happen, like, he also immediately dies so yeah. there is that um so i do find that sort of a lapse of, in logic that you're supposed to just kind of be okay with and then there's also that clunky dialogue i talked about where the soldiers from the ground who didn't do anything were just like <laughs> oh no he's outnumbered my first real complaint with the show was bucky's therapist scene i didn't like it i thought that it moved very slowly and i didn't really like the therapist she was unconventional and the, yeah, and I didn't like how Bucky was like, really, you're going to turn to your notepad? Like, therapists write notes. That's how, I know that some of them don't. But he that's he how called the it passive works. aggressive because he wasn't opening it up to her. I see what you're saying. It was kind of a slower moving scene, but had they been just like the typical, either great therapist being able to diagnose his problems, it might have been too cliche. I understand. I, I don't want to make too many excuses for the show, but I didn't mind it since it, it had the amends part, which I found the funniest. I, I really didn't even like that part either. Okay. But the th yeah, it was just the fact that the scene, uh, that's kind of as depressing and slow or monotonous as it gets, I feel like. So that was kind of my biggest problem. It almost felt like expanse shots because they would zoom up on their faces a lot and they kind of showed a lot of emotion. By the end there, it was just a cut of both of their yeah. faces and I was like, oh man, this is way too close. <laughs> yeah. That's all right good point um my next one i would say is that uh when they're honoring captain america's death scene and he's giving away the shield to the uh, uh the museum which again i like that part right. of it let's stop having huge meetings with important individuals and giant glass open structures <laughs> because i mean i've seen it from i have ptsd when i see that as an audience member and someone's giving a speech and it's supposed to just be this routine thing, because why else would they show it? I've seen too many Hollywood movies and shows, from <laughs> Homeland to Mission Impossible to the freaking Black Panther. They've yeah. had it in their own universe where there's been a giant explosion that takes out a ton of them. Why would they still be meeting in, in just a glass structure? It's overly done, but I think it's something that a lot of audience members just kind of are okay I with. I think it's done just because it looks cool. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's it, no, it, it was I, not I comforting to watch that. Yeah. Um, and then my biggest pet peeve, which I don't know if, if you'll agree or not, 
but it had to do with the lone scene. And I think that the sister's struggling. Okay, so let's go into that a little bit. So Anthony Mackie, as you said, has the chance to become Captain America. He puts that aside. He wants to go help his family. His family is kind of in debt right now. They have a boat and his sister wants to sell the boat because she can't get a loan. And so Anthony Mackie's like, hey, I'll help you out. And so they both go to the loan office, right? And I think the sister's struggling and being denied options to pull her family through this time uh with the undercurrent of racism in america is absolutely very interesting to the plot but i don't know why the show decided to do it with falcon being denied the loan it didn't make much sense to me because the publicity of getting an avenger like one of the most famous loved people in the world and and being known as the bank that gave them a loan to help their family would have paid back in promotional value 20 times over. Also, it's another instance where the fame doesn't match up with reality. I don't care that he's under government contracts because that's where he said his money comes Mm -hmm. in. That's BS when you think about how much money he should be getting strictly from just publicity deals. Like anybody who has a Falcon action figure, a Falcon t-shirt, like NBA players or or any sport don't just get money from their contracts. They get the most most of it from people just buying their merch. And And so how is he not loaded? How is not every single load? I find it infeasible that that he'd be broke like and it upset me that they didn't just show his sister getting shot down for the loan and then had the scene where he walked in and they them realizing that he's like a famous dude Mm -hmm. and being like oh oh my god we didn't realize because that would have shown like the contrast and and the double standard that exists and it still could have represented that racism but the questions that the loan officer was asking like hey why weren't aren't you getting paid more that's a legitimate question that I wanted to know. And when they kind of shoo-shooed it, like even Vought in The Boys, which is a satire to TV shows, they have PR people. They have agents mm-hmm. getting the money. So how would the actual superhero universe with Marvel at this point, like 15 years into the whole thing, still be questioning that these people could pay for stuff? It was something that I was going to bring up The Boys where it's like, yeah, that's basically what the whole entire show is about. I like the bank teller in that scene. I thought that he played awkward very well. Yeah. But... I. It didn't make any sense because literally... It, no, felt, it, I knew what they were going for. That's the thing I, that was so yeah, upsetting. Yeah, no, I, I understand. But I'm saying that even just the fact that Falcon has literally saved the world, the fact he won't be getting a ton of money for it, the fact that he won't be able to get That they say, alone, oh, we, we it, just rely on good Samaritans. Makes, that's bullcrap. It makes <laughs> literally no sense. It was a huge problem I had with it. I'm pretty sure that like one of their powers... like. Oh man, I, I don't. Know. <laughs> uh, we just saw the Zack Snyder cut, right? And wasn't the um, what's his face, uh, Robot Boy, Cyborg, <laughs> Cyborg? Yeah, he's able to control financial markets, you know, instant. Like I'm sure that one of the Marvel characters could make sure that the families of everybody who's a hero has enough money to exist. Right. Yeah. Tony <laughs> Stark and I'm sure the people that were trained by him would be able to do some type of thing like that. And well, I, that's what he asked the bank teller. It doesn't have to be Tony. Like, you don't have to look for charity here. Again, the merch deals alone should have should have made this a non-requirement. But or, or if they did decide to include the scene, which I think would have been fine, they should have done it with the sister, and we should have just had a scene with her. And, and I think that would have been Only emotionally, emotionally as well as practically more feasible than having a superhero being rejected uh, yeah alone. i agree and i'm glad that you brought up the Zack snyder cut because that actually is has a problem in there that i think is here as well 
It's supposed to be six episodes. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier don't even have a scene together. And I'm oh, sure. Oh, no, I think that's okay. I think they were, the first episode, they were kind of giving them their own, like, tracks. That's fine, but they don't gain contact at all. And this is only six Why episodes. Well, I want to see them get together. It's, it's like with the Zack Snyder cut. It took so long for them just to become the Justice League. Here, it's the same thing. Like, I, I'm not saying Let's that they have Let's keep it at Marvel to, now, because I know I brought I'm, up I'm the not DC saying, I'm not saying that they have to, have to have, like, fighting scenes together yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that that's going to happen later on into the show i think didn't but, the therapist say something along the lines of he's been dodging calls and one of them was probably with from the falcon Sam, but i still i wanted to at least see even if it's the end scene some type of connection or some type of thing where they're going to start getting together well now that there's this new captain america uh that's been announced <laughs> who's played by wyatt russell who is also from black mirror yeah, as well as what yeah, was it 22 21, jump street 22 jump street and overlord the, but what's that uh, lodge something or other? He has his own TV lodge show. Forty Nine. Lodge Forty Nine. Yeah. So he's been around and he's he's going to make a good character, I think, in this. Um, as far as either playing the villain or kind of maybe a dumb, uh, maybe a guy. dumb person. Yeah. <laughs> I kept waiting for him to show up, and I thought that for you uh, knew he was going to be. In yeah, the I knew he was going to be in the episode, and I thought for a long time he might have just been the main person behind the flag smash. The one who, yeah, the one who kicked. Right, but when guy. I saw the character he was playing, I had to laugh at just that suit and and the, and the shield. It was it was too funny to me. Mm-hmm. The flag smashers are going to be the Hydra, like the overall villains of the season, right? Yeah. It's not going to be the fight to like unhinge Captain America. I doubt it. I, I think if the I think if they went that route, it would be almost too campy. But yeah, I think the flag smashers are supposed to be kind of the big bad, and the uh-huh. one that we saw. Uh, really attack. And we've met Torres. He's going to be sort of the Agent Carter or what? Well, no, not Agent Carter. What's the name of Smith? The one who got shot, who keeps on dying, and then they got bring him back for Shield. Whatever. Oh, you're talking about Coulson. Yeah, Coulson. He's going to be like the Coulson of the group. Yeah, and, sidekick. I, and I was going to say the one that... Fizz- He's actually getting his own show in 2027. They've already announced it. He's part of Phase 8. Speaking of which, this is, this is supposed <laughs> to take place in 2023. Obviously, that's not too far into the future, but I didn't see anything symbolizing that. I mean, at the same time, they've been there's been a five-year like gap distance, mm-hmm. so the maybe... Blip. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like technology may have progressed a little slower Maybe. for them, and that's why it's like the way it is. Mm-hmm. There's, it's hard to compare the two worlds at this point. One thing I can say that I was surprised by was the battleship scene. Battleship seems to be making a comeback. We saw a staged episode where yeah, they were playing yeah, Battleship, yeah, and, and now they're playing it in this show, and he was playing it with gloves on, which seemed like that would be extremely <laughs> uncomfortable to try to move those little tiny pieces with. Right, yeah. and I, I know that's, again, nitpicking, but like I, I wonder if he's going to end up with her, too. Is well, I think, I think that's a, yeah, I think that's she, a question. Oh, no, 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 that do. was it. At the very end, they showed, like, you know, those uh, images of, like, kind of drawings of people right. fighting, yeah. and she was in she it. She was in it, yeah, I saw that. And she's fighting. So yeah. she's, she's got powers? Well, I think that she's either going to be something like a special agent or she is just someone who knows how to fight. I think it's going to be a lot like in actually the Winter, Soldier, in the Winter <laughs> Soldier where um, Chris Evans comes in and sees Samuel L. Jackson get shot. And then his neighbor, mm-hmm. like it ends up being an actual agent that helps him out. Of the and apartment. you think that there's going to be like at the end of WandaVision, this isn't too much of a spoiler, but that green person shows up to kind of recruit right. her again. Yeah. Um, is that going to be a continual thing where at the end of each one of these, they're going to be pulled back into it by a green person? I didn't get any, I didn't get any information on that. What I, do they call it? They're the aliens that Samuel L. Jackson The Krill, I think, maybe. The, the one thing that I want more information on is if these shows are going
going to get a season two if Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Do you think Marvel even knows that yet? They're probably waiting to see how they come across. Maybe, but with WandaVision, it was such a big success. I thought that right afterwards they were going to be like, yeah, season two is going to be coming out in a couple years. Well, tell me what the reviews for this show. This show has been getting pretty good reviews. It got uh, 8.4, sorry, on IMDb. It also had a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, which compared to WandaVision. Regular score? uh, That was the regular score. Audience score is more around 80%, 79%. Um, It's only had one episode. Yeah, this has a higher score at the moment on Rotten Tomatoes than WandaVision did, which had a 91%. And you said WandaVision was watched by, like, the most people ever. Yeah, and I, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to really be beat or if be this able is gonna to be beat one. I don't think this one will, but the who, the one that changes the universe or whatever. But that's a cartoon, Oh, yeah, right? What If. What yeah. If, yeah, Speaking that one which, has a lot of right, and the, potential. And, and a lot of, uh, like, one or the big Doctor question. Strange show. I'm not sure if that's going to be a show. Are oh. you talking about the Loki show? Oh, maybe one, one big one big thing is that Chris Evans is going to be returning as Captain America. They even said so after Endgame in the What If show. So it was a very strange scene them be like, "Yeah, he's gone." When I know he's going to be returning, he's returning, but as a cartoon, yeah, and in a different reality almost. Right, and it makes me wonder why they how. Uh, it's the, Black it's Widow. the equivalent of with the Zack Snyder thing again, where we see dreams of alternate realities where the Joker and Batman are working together. Right. And it's like, these are hints of stuff that may never occur. So having Captain America back isn't the same as having Captain America exist back in that this timeline. Well, Black Widow was supposed to start phase four, I say before. And now after seeing these two shows and seeing where they're going with them, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how that was even supposed to play out. Because uh, so this is all speculation, and yeah. we just are asking questions. Is the there show is not based. You've... The show is not based on a comic book, by the way. Oh yeah, I guess at this point they have writers that yeah. are able to continue the characters almost yeah, better easily. than the original comics could easily. And uh, and and easily. There's and even since we even since WandaVision, there has been more networks that have come out with their own platforms: Paramount Plus, Discovery Plus. I think Netflix really kicked it off when they had Daredevil and Jessica Jones and and Luke Cage, and they showed that those superhero shows could really find an audience. I'm still holding out hope that they that either any of them show up in one of these shows at some point. Well, isn't Disney actually going to do The Punisher? Like he's. He's coming back for yeah, another season. That but it, or is. they're actually rebooting it, but with the same guy. With, with him in it, yeah. And that reminds me also, The Boys is coming out with a spinoff series because of how popular that's been. I didn't even hear about the that. The College Age Boys series. So with, it's like The Boys, The College Years? Yeah, well, yes and no. First, it's not like a backflash to their <laughs> college experience. It's apparently Vought has a college for superheroes, and it's going to be a show revolving around that. So that is the yeah, that's the strangest thing because uh-huh. I, I don't know what that's going to do. I, I just I think well. I think I think the future of television. I even said this back in WandaVision. It's just going to be saturated with a ton of superhero things. It's already saturated with a ton of superhero things. Well, I mean, it's whether or not it's whether or not they're going to retain the level of quality. Yeah, quality, and if they or if they're just gonna start chucking them out like zombie shows. <laughs> this pilot has an eight point two so far, based off of five thousand reviews. I can only imagine that those review numbers are going to go. The people rating it are going to go up. So I don't know what the actual score is going you, to be. I, I like the Yori thing. I told you the old man finding right. out that it was his son. Do you think he's going to end up telling him eventually that it was him? Yeah, I think so, and I think it's probably going to happen near the end of the season. 
Really? That far along? Yeah. I thought if he was going to tell him, it would have to come out soon. Because it would feel like such a kind of, like, how far is that character arc really going to go? Well, I don't think that that character arc is going to have a lot of moments. So I think if they're going to keep it, they're going to keep it for later and end it Also, later. I keep on feeling like I recognize the guy who is trying to tell Yori not, or to use his, that he wanted to use his trash can. Like, I think oh, yeah. I've seen him somewhere else before. I just couldn't place him. Did you know? No, I, I, didn't, I didn't see anybody. I, the main cast is all the people I know. Really. All right. Okay, well, that's all I've got for my notes for pros and cons. And we can probably wrap it up pretty soon. Well, yeah, but Daniel Brohl is going to be redoing his role. And he was in Civil War. He was the Nazi scientist. And he's been signed on to come back in this series. He was also in, you said Winter Soldier, right? Yeah, oh, no, Civil War. Wasn't he... Wasn't he the square face? No, like, he was the villain in Civil War, the one that people... Because a lot of people said they didn't even want him in it because he kind of seemed out of place. He's oh. a Nazi scientist. No, no, no. But wasn't he a computer? Who's the computer guy? Oh, you're talking about when they break into the thing. Yeah, I thought he was a Nazi scientist, was in the computer. No, I think that was someone else. Was he's he's kind of okay. young, yeah. Oh, all right. And also, they for VFX on the show, they got Eric Levin, who worked on Cloverfield and The Orville. I found those two very contrasting shows, and this one also seems They're both like, about aliens. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's true. Orville has one of those like resurrection careers where the first season was trash and then afterwards it got like acclaim. Yeah. I don't know how many people actually watch that show though. Uh, did I mention that the like post-production team started post-production during COVID even while it was still being filmed because they wanted to be able to get this out as soon as pos- possible? They, you, they did it remotely. Have. They did Just it remotely. Just now I was thinking about if Seth MacFarlane like decided to show up in a Marvel series <laughs> and how, how annoying that would be. Like a cameo appearance. Well, yeah, no, I think that he's probably going to leave that for the boys. <laughs> Season three. That makes sense. I, again i'm out of stuff yeah, to talk so, about so yeah. are you done yeah you've gotten everything you want to say yeah cool all right well thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one let us know your thoughts peace bye, bye.